Yeah. What is going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. How are y'all doing out there? Are you doing okay? Are you feeling all right? Stop what you're doing right now. Just stop. Stop, 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 stop for one second. Stop. Let's take a deep breath. And exhale. Take another deep breath. And exhale. One more time for Fanu Pai. Taking a deep breath. And exhale. I am here to promote positivity. This is... We're going to uproot and uh, disrupt some things today because, because of what I've been going through personally and what I am recognizing through conversations with friends in the same age bracket as me, the millennial age, which I believe I actually Googled it this time, uh, is like late 20s to 40 or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about my situation. And if you're going through the same thing or you're feeling some of the same things, I'm going to help you work through that today. Um, but always, if you want to support the show, FME underscore podcast on fan base on Instagram, from my experience podcast on Facebook, join the Facebook group, join in the conversation, share your thoughts and feelings on the topics. Let me know if you want to hop on and talk about a topic as well. And last but certainly not least, FME podcast Com. We have our own website. You can listen to the show. You can find out more information about recent guests. You will see the featured episode, which is typically the latest episode or a special guest we just had. And in the upper right hand corner, if you would so kindly, if you would like to, from the kindness of your heart, support the show, you can donate to the show. And the most important thing I want y'all to do right now, honestly, on there is interact with that blog. Shout out to Erica. She is a staff member on From My Experience podcast. She posts blogs. I post blogs. She talks about various topics. I talk about various topics. And we want your thoughts and opinions. So check out the blog. Leave a comment. Share your experiences and things like that. And, you know, maybe we'll bring some of those to the show. All right. We're going to upload. I mean, going to update that blog every week. Let me go ahead and uh, get the music rolling in I, i'm so hyped man um if you haven't done so what will help you grasp a little bit more of this episode go to my instagram fme underscore podcast um or you can go to complete underscore vision from my personal instagram listen to the positive vibe of the week um and i am talking about opinions yeah it's long it's about five minutes something like that um, I am also going to talk about generational curses today. Uh, that's part of the same video, but I'm going to post it as a positive vibe for next week. But yeah, we're going to get into a couple things, man. I hope y'all are feeling good. I hope you're feeling all right. I hope you're making it through what you're going through. Oof. It's crazy out here, man. It's crazy out here. But positivity still exists, and I'm just here to promote it. Here to here to uh, share some thoughts and some feelings with y'all today man
Shout out to Romo. Such a creative talent. Y'all can support all the makers of the music for this show. They were so, 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 so very kind. Shout out to Dusted Wax Kingdom. Check out Dusted Wax Kingdom. They have dope artists who put out beat tapes. Um, But if you want to support any of the artists who do the music for the show or who have let me, pardon me, who have let me use their music for the show, their links are in the description of every single episode. You can go to their band camp pages, message them, let them know you think that their music is dope, buy their music, support them for sure, man. Uh, the music was a very, 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 very big part of the show, and I'm so thankful that they looked out and we were able to work together on this because y'all know, well, some of you don't know, music or having a music license in the podcasting world is not cheap. <laughs> at all it is something i've looked into uh maybe something i'll do in the future but there needs to be a place and a purpose for it because it is expensive uh so yeah i just wanted to point that out there all right Woo! front page news Ooh, lord have mercy all right we're gonna get right into i keep saying front page news i'm just a huge fan of the breakfast club and y'all i promise you it's called headlines i keep saying front page news and the reason I did it today, I was literally just watching The Breakfast Club. Um, Jasmine Guy and Kadeem were on there. And if you don't know who they are, they are Whitley and Dwayne from A Different World. And they did a phenomenal interview on The Breakfast Club. Very entertaining, very funny, lots of insight. So I've been watching The Breakfast Club for like the past hour and a half. And then, you know, I decided to do my own podcast. And then I say front page news. Headlines. Headlines, headlines. All right. Woo. All right. So, according to CSNBC, New York is suing Donald Trump, his company, and family members over widespread fraud claims and seek at least $250 million in penalties. $250 million. New York State Attorney General Letitia James is referring evidence obtained in the course of a three-year investigation to federal prosecutors in Manhattan as well as to the IRS, saying she believed her civil investigation had found violations of federal criminal laws. James said Trump massively overstated the values of his assets and statements to banks, insurance companies, and the IRS to obtain more favorable loan and insurance terms for his company as well as to lower its tax obligations and the goal of this investigation as i stated was uh, they're seeking 250 million dollars in penalties they also want to stop the accused so trump uh i think trump jr and his wife from serving as an officer of a company in new york and to permanently prohibit the trump company's names in the suit from being able to do business in New York. I also read elsewhere, I think it was on Instagram, they want to stop, well, they want to ban them from being able to buy commercial property for five years in the state of New York. Sheesh. I'm gonna touch on that a little bit uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, all right, so this is some terrible news. So if you haven't heard, and I'm, I apologize to Jackson, Mississippi. I haven't mentioned this because I've been going through my own stuff and just been all over the place. But Jackson, Mississippi, which is a predominantly is a major city in Mississippi, predominantly black, um, unfortunately reminiscent of Flint, Michigan, 
They have had undrinkable water for the longest. They've had to boil their water. Their water is literally coming out their faucets black. They have filed a class action lawsuit over, over the lack of access to clean water. The suit was filed against the city, current and former mayors, city officials, and engineering companies. The lawsuit states that the plaintiff's constitutional rights were violated by government leaders and that the residents were poisoned by the water even before the most recent water crisis in august so this is something that's been going on before that i'm definitely uh gonna keep an eye on that story to see what was going on before this current water crisis it is so sad when government agencies or government bodies or people in power just disregard humanity for who knows whatever reason i yeah i i'm gonna pray for y'all out there in jackson mississippi um you know as someone who's never gone through that we man just imagine not having clean water man we use water so often and for so many things around the house and just not being able to have access to that schools have closed down um athletes and colleges and things of that nature have not been able to function properly because we need clean access to clean water you know to do pretty much any and everything that we do every day so yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that. that. That freaking sucks, man. I hate to hear that. All right, also from BET.com, Puerto Rico remains without power after Hurricane Fiona has landed and devastated the island. And that hurricane has also made landfall in the Dominican Republic as well. So please keep Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic in prayer. And if you have friends or family or you know someone that's out there, please make sure to check in on them, man. And lastly, you can still vote for the BET Awards. You can vote for DJ of the Year and Best Hip Hop Album of the Year. The categories look strong. Uh, I'm an old head uh, hip hop person. <clears throat> I hope Nas gets Album of the Year for King Disease 2. But he is competing against, I believe, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, Drake, Future. I can't remember who else. He probably not going to win, but I wanted to win because that album was dope. And shout out to Nas for being nominated um, and impactful song, him and Lauryn Hill for the song Nobody. That was pretty dope, man. Y'all know I'm a super Nas fan, so I was glad to see that. Yeah. Those are your headlines. Ah, <sighs> man. So I want to touch on that headline about Donald Trump being sued. And I want to break it down to like a, not even break it down, give a real world example. So these are the things, man. These are the things. When you decide to do something, again, he's accused, but I'm thinking on a, the level that I see when these people say, oh, take out a PPP loan or you can do this and do that and you can get away with this. Man, y'all, be very careful with the decisions that you make when you put your name on the document stating that you make something or didn't make something, knowing that you straight up lying, knowing that you have zero proof, zero evidence to back it up because you're looking for a temporary solution or a quick come up. Listen, you have to remember, even with these PPP loans, people really thought they was out here winning, getting over on the government, scamming people. And they thought that because, oh, I got the money, I spent it, it's been a few months, maybe even a year, and nobody said anything, I'm good. No, 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 no. See, you may get away with it for a while, but you have to remember, when there's millions, literally millions or hundreds of thousands of people committing the same type of fraudulent crimes, it's going to take some time. They're going to build a process, they're going to put it together, they're going to sort the names, they're going to do their homework, and then they're going to do one big sweep. Because a lot of people who took out that PPP loan illegally and have not paid it back or can't pay it back, yeah, 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 they coming for them. 
that's just a, a I guess a, a lower level or more um, real world example for us common folk. But I just want to put that out there, man. You know, you gotta think about it. Is this quick come up worth? jail time is it worth the worth the stress and strain of having to pay all this money back when i know i'm barely making any or i'm not making enough to do so please be very careful before you involve yourself in things like that i know it gets rough out here trust me i know i'm, I'm going through a rough time myself right now but yo you have to learn to weigh certain things in your life and say is this worth the risk this quick come up is this the only absolute solution and then and the donald trump thing just pisses me off because like dude you like you already super rich like you super rich and you lying to save money like you being thrifty but that ain't me i don't know how that stuff works that ain't that ain't my life my lifestyle i'm not in that world but like that just pisses me off man it's like god people out here struggling and you just inflating your stuff mm. well we'll see if uh justice will be served all right so i'm going to reference my instagram video fme underscore podcast i put out a positive vibe message and i put out a positive vibe message every week on tuesday just giving y'all positive vibes talking about you know things that we go through man that are just never discussed and one of the things uh, i talked about two things i had to cut the video into two pieces because it was too long um, so next week, I'm going to talk about the topic on here, but I'm going to post a positive vibe next week referring to what I talk about here. But what I posted this week was talking about opinions. And I'm not going to, excuse me, I'm not going to repeat everything I said in that video. And I'm going to keep this episode kind of brief, but I want to touch on it. But if you want the meat and potatoes, go listen to the video FME underscore podcast on Instagram. Please subscribe to the Instagram as well. Tell a friend, share the videos, like, give us some comments. Thank you opinions so you know it came to me yesterday morning actually i woke up and i was thinking about why opinions mean so much and matter so much to us and it bothers me because i'm a person that tends to be 90 percent to 95 percent of the time i'm rooted in facts like i looked i like to look at the facts of a situation and make a decision based on that and the reason i'm like that now is because i used to be a person who used to be heavily dependent on others. Um, and whenever something happened or I had to deal with something before I even tried my best to resolve it, I would make a phone call and try to get someone else to solve my problems. But I worked myself out of that habit because I'm like, that's a bad habit. And I don't want people to cringe whenever they see my number come up on their phone. So I learned how to deal with those things on my own. Now I do know when I need help and when I should call and get advice on things or get opinions on things because I know what I can handle and I know what I can't on a basic level. You know, I know when something's above me. I know when I need to wait. I know when I need to say, hey, let me hold 500 and then in two weeks I can give it back to you, but I need to make this happen right now. I just don't have the funds right now. Things of that nature. But what really came to me about opinions was they tend to they tend to impact and influence us because they outnumber the facts. And when it comes to facts, typically there you only need a few facts to know what you need to know in order to make a decision. Like if you know your income, if you go to a car dealership, you Google a car, you say, okay, I know this car is reliable. I know they have this car in stock. I know the car is at the price that I need it to be at. I know it'll suit my needs 
and I know I can afford the monthly payments. That's probably a car you should buy. But if you go on Facebook and say, hey guys, you know, I'm thinking about buying a car X from this dealership. You're going to get 10,000 opinions, though you have the facts already. And though those facts are out there plain for you to see, to do your own research and make your own decision, when you invite those opinions, they're going to sway you because hundreds of people are going to jump in. So those five or 10 facts that you had, they get heavily outweighed and outnumbered by all those opinions. And you know what we like to do. You know what we like to do because I do it too. When we look at a review on something or even when it comes to people's opinions, what we do? How many one stars I got? How many two stars I got? Let me see what they saying. Y'all, mm, nah. No, man. And that and that's when you go wrong. Um, the discernment. Shout out to Dr. Milton Hudson, my chiropractor. He said, you got to learn to develop. I, well, I, I couldn't think of a word while I was talking on Instagram. It was discernment. You got to know when to make decisions for yourself. That self-reliance, that self-confidence, that reassurance, that pride and confidence in self. Like I make a ton of decisions on my own. And some people, why you ain't ask me? Because I ain't need to ask you. <laughs> like I know how to make decisions on my own. I done been out of here. I done messed up and made mistakes and I done made great decisions for myself. I don't always need to confer or consult with anyone when I'm making a decision, especially when the decision is going to impact me and my finances. That's the other thing. Like you have to think about it. When it comes down to the decisions that you make and you're asking opinions, People can only give you an opinion based on their experiences and their point of view. But at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, you know you. You know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Your friends and family may know quite a bit, but we all keep some things to ourselves. And we know, like, I'm that way. I know some things about myself, and I'm like, mm, I can't do that because I know me. <laughs> and I know some of y'all have said that to yourself. I'm not going to do that because I know me. I know myself. I hear what you're saying, but I know myself. That's not going to work for me. Or if I do that, that's going to mess me up. So I would say just be very careful with opinions, man. And I'm not going to say opinions are useless. I have about three or four people in my life that I trust. Uh, I trust their opinions. And I know they're going to give me a sound response and a sound opinion based on what they know about me, based on their love for me, and based on the fact that I know they want to see me do well. Everyone does not want to see you do well. You can kind of tell who those people are by the way they treat you, by the way they talk to you. Like one of my uncles, shout out to Uncle Anthony. He just calls to check on me to make sure I'm okay. He always says, let me know if you need anything. And whenever I'm going through something or we're just having a conversation, he, he said, you know, I I have a thought on that, or if you want my opinion, let me know and I'll give it to you. If not, that's okay too. Those are the people that I have the most respect for. People who know, quote by Robert Wilson Jr., myself, your opinion does not belong everywhere. Yes, social media exists and all these platforms exist and you can pick up your phone or get on your computer and type, type, type and hit share. Nobody can do anything about it. But I've learned your opinion does not belong everywhere. It doesn't. Some stuff just ain't your business. Some stuff is is just put out there. You read it and you just ingest it and move on. I cannot tell you how many times I've written comments on social media and deleted it without even posting it. Because I'm like, why am I putting my opinion here? It doesn't belong here. I'm out. I read it. I may agree with it. I may disagree with it. 
I'm not joining in all this crazy conversation. Have three or four people comment under my stuff. I'm not that invested. I'm not that invested to argue with you on the internet. And I have no idea who you are. You have no idea who I am just because you disagree with me. And that tends to happen because people look at things as right or wrong. And it's like you're confusing what an opinion is. An opinion opinion is your thought and your feeling on something. It can be rooted in the fact. It can be rooted in falsehood. You could be trolling, whatever. But it's my opinion. It's not up for debate. That's how I feel about it. So too many people get on there. Well, you're wrong. Well, you can't really tell someone that their opinion is wrong. I mean, it's based on their own experience. So that's one of the reasons why I just stay out of that. But um, I really appreciate my uncle because he always does that. Uh, my cousin Chaz, she does the same thing. Um, and a couple other people in my life, they do the same thing. And I love when people don't force their opinion on me because... Most of the time, I don't need it or want it. Sometimes we just need someone to listen. But I say all, I say all that to say it feels good to make your own decision or your own decisions without the opinions of others because you can fully own it. And, it, and you know, you're not waiting on a phone call or a message or email to move forward with your life. And there are going to be times where you're going to have to do that anyway. You're not always going to be able to call such and such to get their opinion or thoughts on something. And it's good to have that self-reliance to know that you can put in the work, put in the research, and that you're traveling on this journey to get to know self to a point to where, yo, I'm comfortable making these major life decisions without your opinion. There's nothing, and, and don't confuse an opinion, which is a personal thought and feeling, with someone's expertise or facts. Like if I'm buying a car, I call my car person. Hey, this is what's going on. What you think? If I'm buying a house, you know, I, I sold real estate, but I'll call my broker. Hey, this is what's going on with this deal. You know what I need to do to fix this. That's different than, hey, you know, I'm, I'm about to get this deal done. What do you think about this house? Do you think I'm paying too much? Do you think, you know what I'm saying? When you start asking people what they think, now you're asking them. Most people are going to give you what they feel versus looking at the facts of a situation and saying, well, based on the facts and what you're telling me, this is what I would do. And that's what I that's what I do when I deliver my opinion. I tell people, hey, this is what I would do. In your situation, this is what I would do. I don't know if that's going to work for you. This is what I would do. Here's why I would do it. And then I weigh the pros and the cons and so on and so forth. But. I say all that to say, do not let the opinions of others stop you or dis- dissuade you or st- whatever, whatever the word is, dissuade, discourage, knock you off track from what it is you're trying to do. You got to be very careful with the opinions of others, because again, unless you truly, truly, truly know them and y'all are truly close, you never know, you never know. So rely on those facts. Look at the facts of the situation. Take some self-inventory and make a decision. That's the best advice I can give y'all on that, man, when it comes to opinions. All right. This is a nasty one. This is a nasty one. I repeat, this is a nasty one right here. And I believe we've talked about this on the show before. Generational curses. Acknowledging them and breaking them generational curses acknowledging them and breaking them so i'll give you my definition a generational curse is something that exists in your family that has been in your family for decades for generations 
meaning it could be the the hierarchy it could be the way you speak to one another it could be a form of abuse it could be a form of discouragement it could be anything that is negative or toxic that seems to be a family trait across aunties uncles cousins things of that nature also generational curses could be among friends okay and it could be societal as well in my opinion because we're talking about a generation of people um so and i'm going to share this next week for my positive vibe but i was having a conversation with a really close friend uh that i love to death went to college together and she was talking to me about what she was going through with a family situation and i heavily and highly related because i was like wow i know exactly what you're going through when you're successful and other people around you just aren't or aren't as successful, they tend to lean on you, right? And you kind of carry things and everyone thinks you're always okay. So you're not allowed to speak, have thoughts or feelings or complain because everybody thinks you're okay and I'm the one struggling. So we should be focusing on me and my problems because I'm the one struggling. And it's like, they don't care about what you have going on because everybody thinks, oh, well, you got a house, you got a car, you're making money, you good which is the furthest thing from the truth. Celebrities and anybody with money will tell you money don't solve all your problems. They just give you new ones. They solve they solve some smaller problems, but they create bigger ones. And so when you become the strong person or the foundation or the root person and everyone's leaning on you, who do you have to lean on? You know, and when people make you feel small or try to guilt you for busting your butt and being successful and bringing yourself out of a situation going through what you needed to go through, that's not right. And so um, when it comes to general generational curses, some of those things you have to do, well, one of the things you have to do is pretty much, um, there's two big things. One, you have you cannot be afraid to be yourself. So let me, uh, being yourself. So millennials, right? I think they're late 20s to 40 years old. So a lot of people my age, a lot of my friends, we are a weird in-between generation. And what I mean by that is I grew up kind of hybrid. I grew up in the South. And then when I got to middle school, I finished middle school and high school in Philly. My mom's side of the family and the stuff in the South, the way I was raised and the expectations were far different than, you know, when I moved to live with my dad and the way he raised me. In the South and the way I grew up, you know, speak when spoken to, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. No, sir. You really didn't have an a voice. You really didn't have a voice or an opinion until you were grown, living on your own with the family. Then you were finally acknowledged as an adult. It don't matter what you did. That's when you were finally acknowledged as an adult. And just because I'm older than you, you automatically have to respect me. You automatically have to yes, ma'am, no, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You automatically can't talk back. You automatically have to submit to me. Basically, when I lived with my dad, moved with my dad. It got different. My opinion counted. My thought counted. Hey, what do you want to eat for dinner? Um, well, what do you think about this? Okay, you want me to buy you this video game, son? Why should I buy this for you? Like, my dad taught me 
how to speak for myself and how to give reasonable, logical explanations for things. Yes, every now and again when he was tired or didn't feel like dealing with me, he was like, shut up, boy. But <laughs> that made sense because as a kid, when someone opens that door of, hey, you can talk and tell me how you feel, you don't, you know, your filter ain't, 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 ain't ready yet. So sometimes you do get, you do come off as rude or disrespectful, or sometimes you are rude or disrespectful and no, <coughs> excuse me, and no adult is going to take that from a child and nobody should take that from anybody, right? So that is like kind of like the dynamic I'm talking about. And even when it comes to friends and friendships, we have these curses where people think a friendship should look like this. You should be a hundred percent loyal to me. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Says who? So... Our generation, back to what I was saying, that's how I grew up. But our generation is the, we weren't allowed to really have emotions and feelings. The man did this, the woman did this, you know, tough it out, push it through, you'll be okay, you'll be all right, this, that, and the third. And really, we were silenced, right? Then you look at the newer generation that came after us. These were the kids that kind of like, are like the second half of my life. Like my friends who have kids now Oh, how are you feeling today? What do you want? They're asking these kids in elementary school, two, three years old, when they can talk. Well, what do you want for dinner? Okay, let's not do that, but can we do this? Like you're, you're include, you're giving these kids a, you're giving these kids authority, not over you, but just authority over themselves and allowing them to think and feel and speak. And that's wild. It's beautiful. And you do have to have some balance because, you know, they're still kids and their filters aren't fully developed and they're going to come off crazy sometimes. And sometimes they're going to talk to you a certain type of way or speak back or tell you no, which that was something. <laughs> no wasn't even in my vocabulary till I was about, I don't know, 17. So now these kids are given, quote unquote, what, what appears to be, for lack of a better word, more freedom of expression, whereas we didn't have that. And now that we're older, we're realizing and seeing that freedom of expression in these young kids. And we're like, damn, I never had that. I would love to have had that when I was coming up. And the problem comes in with the generational curse part is our family still wants to, or our friends, whoever, still wants to leave you in that place of the past where you're not expressing yourself. You're not talking back. You're not giving your thought. You're not giving your opinion. They 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 hide behind those titles of mom, dad, auntie, uncle, cousin, brother, sister, or the biggest one, I'm older than you, respect your elders. Last time I checked, respect, respect is earned, not given. I'm not going to automatically respect you just because you were born first and you're more alive. I mean, and you were alive longer. No, that ain't enough for me. So now, to my earlier point of standing up for yourself. That's tough because you've spent so many years and we spent so many years in this form of, for lack of a better word, submission and suppressing yourself that now when you say something, oh, you're rude, you're disrespectful. How dare you speak to me that way? I raise you the guilt, the shame they try to throw on you, but it's not guilt or shame. It's standing up for yourself. You should not feel guilty or shameful for simply speaking your mind. And I'm not talking about yelling, cussing, putting your hand in people's face calling them names. I'm talking about speaking to them in a tone of voice and just like this saying, Hey, I don't appreciate that. And I don't agree with that. So I'm not going, I'm not, I can't go along with that. Now you can go over here and do one, two, three, four, but I'm not going to do that. I can do this for you, but I'm not going to do that. That's okay. You grown. <laughs> okay. 
You are grown. You are an adult. You have thoughts, feelings. You out here doing for self. That's a key part. You need to be doing for self because standing up for yourself is damn near impossible when you're trying to stand up for yourself against someone who's doing everything for you. One, you're going to be fearful because typically the first defense that they have is, well, I ain't doing this for you no more. So definitely, you definitely, if you're not there, work towards that independence piece. Go get a job. Go research apartments or find a friend and say, yo, let's come up together. Let's get this apartment together. Do what you have to do, but you you need to have a semblance of independence. You need to be doing for self or working towards doing for self. You can still stand up for yourself in those situations too, but be prepared because it's like, hey, well, if you decide you're not going to do this for me anymore because you don't like that I'm not going to comply or I'm not going to stay inside this box you want me in, that's fine. I still love you regardless, but that's your choice. And then you have to be prepared to deal with that. I will say it is easier when you're doing for self. Um, so that is the generational curse I really wanted to address. One, that. Um, two, acknowledging what the actual problem is. I don't like the way you speak to me. You're still treating me like I'm 10 or 12 years old. Yes, I'm your son, your nephew, your cousin, your brother, your sister, whatever. Yes, that is a role that I play, but that is not all that I am. And that's another thing. People think that that's, some people get stuck in the mindset of that's all you are. It's like, yo, I'm out here. I got friends. I'm doing community events. I got a career. I'm excelling at. Like, I'm doing all these things, but you only see this one, probably one of the smallest parts of who I am. And that's all you want to acknowledge. That's not a you problem. That's their problem. Why don't you want to acknowledge everything else I'm doing? A lot of the time, I'm not going to say a lot of times. What I think, <laughs> what I think is it's it's jealousy or fear. Wow, they went out and did all these things. They're better than me. Well, I need to keep them in this place. You know why they do that? Comfort zone. Excuse me. I'm comfortable keeping you in this place so I can talk to you like this. And as long as I look at you like this, you're not doing better than me or you're not doing too much better than me. And I can live with that versus, dang, I see you out there achieving, getting this done. Maybe I need to step my game up. No, 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 no. Let me put you, let me keep you in this box and suppress you so I can be comfortable with myself. No, we got to break these curses and it's tough. I've had to have a tough conversation with my dad Lord rest his soul. Before he died, he was talking to me crazy one day, and I was upset. And I said, "Yo, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you talk to me like this anymore." He's like, "Who the hell are you talk?" Like it got heated, and I didn't yell or get disrespectful. I was like, "You raised me not to let nobody talk to me crazy, even you." And I said, "You, I was like, if, if that means I don't have your support anymore, that's fine. I'll figure it out." But I was like, "I'm not gonna let you continue to treat me like this," and you know. It was because he was sick and he was passing and he didn't, there was nothing he could do about it. And nobody wants to feel like that. And he actually apologized later and we hugged it out and I told him I loved him, you know, and we got through it. Um, but I had to do that because I'm like, yo, I cannot take this. I cannot take this. I'll, I'll go sleep in my car. That's fine. <laughs> I'll figure out how to pay for the rest of college. That's fine. I will no longer call to community communicate with the context that you put me in contact with if you feel that way that's fine but what i'm not gonna let, let anybody do is continue to degrade or disrespect me i don't care who you are or what title you hold or what place you hold in my life you know why because i don't have to 
I can be okay without you. Now, that's not the same thing as saying I don't need people. I don't need nobody. But that means I have confidence in myself that I can do for self. I can do enough for myself that I'll be okay without your help is what that means. And that's that's the problem. Some people will hold you hostage based on what they do for you because they think you're afraid to let it go. And some of y'all are. And you can't be afraid. You'll cut those ties. You will feel so much better. I had to have the same conversation with my mom, similar conversation about our relationship because my family used to really get on me because they were, I would talk to my mom like twice a year. Like it was bad, but that was some childhood trauma stuff going on there. And we had a conversation and I said, yo, every time I talk to you, it's confirmational. You giving me your opinion. You trying to tell me what to do. I'm like, yo, I'm not a little kid anymore. Like I am making responsible decisions out here as an adult. I want to have a relationship with you, but we can't have a relationship as long as you acting like this. Like you stress me out too much. I, I'm not, I'd rather not talk to you than deal with this. And now me and my mom talk every other day. Um, this was years ago. I was in college when we had this conversation, but that's what happened, you know? And the other thing that kind of convinced her was she saw it. Like, dang, he don't ask me for nothing. Dang, he got a job. Dang, he got an apartment. Dang, he got a car. Like, not trying to be nasty about it or rude about it, but my actions and my life showed that I don't need you. I want you, but I don't need you to get these things out here in life that you may have needed your parents for because times are different. Opportunities are different. My drive is different. My motivation is different. And it's not a slight or a knock to you, but yo, I can go out here and accomplish and achieve just like you did. I would love to have your advice and your support, but I don't want the stress and the strain. <laughs> no, I'd rather just go out here and figure it out and struggle a little bit longer, right? So, you know, those are the generational curses that I dealt with. Everyone, Everyone's generational curses are different, you know? So acknowledge them, y'all. Acknowledge them. If you're one of those millennials like me and you're going through it and you can't figure out why me and this person just can't get along, yada, yada, yada. I bet you somebody else in your family went through it or something that they went through is happening. But you know what the difference is? Conversations. Have the conversation. Once you have the conversation, that person cannot. Well, they can if they want to. But, you know, I tried to have the conversation or I had the conversation with you. You didn't rock with it. You didn't accept it. So I got to I gotta keep moving. But what we not going to do, we not going to stay in this place. You not going to make me feel this way because now I'm in danger of passing those thoughts and feelings and projecting them on to my kids or my little cousins or nieces and nephews or the younger people in my life. No. These generational curses, acknowledge them, address them with the person that they need to be addressed with. If they even need to be addressed. And then deal with the results afterwards. It's really, for lack of a better word, it's really that simple. It's not, I understand. It's scary having to stand up for yourself and stand up to someone because they have this mental lock on you. It's like a shackle on your brain. It's like when you get around them, you automatically go into I'm a little kid mode. We see You've seen it in the black movies and stuff like that. You'll have someone that's like a strong, powerful lawyer, and they might have an older brother that's a complete loser or a family member or a parent or something that's like not even doing nothing with their life, but they have this spectacular, wonderful life. And then when they go home for Thanksgiving, they go back and automatically convert back to child mode. And their spouse kind of looked at them like, yo, like, 
Why are you letting them talk to you and treat you like that? Like, what the heck? Like, you, yo, you a lawyer? Like, you the most probably, like, you kill people in court and you come home and, like, you just, like, a pile of, like, muck. Like, what's going on? Those are the type of scenarios. If you feel like that, if you feel like when you get around certain people in your life, you have to suppress who you are, there's some type of generational curse. There's something wrong there. You should not have to suppress yourself or suppress your success or su suppress your accomplishments. And not even saying you throwing it in nobody's face, but you should not have to lower or suppress yourself to make others comfortable. Because that's really what's happening. Because you are uncomfortable when you suppress when you suppress yourself. You're making yourself uncomfortable and other people are more comfortable. So that's all I got to say about those generational curses. Um, others may be levels of success. Maybe you, no one in your family went to college. Maybe nobody in your family ever started a business. Maybe somebody in your family never got out of this certain neighborhood. There's a million different generational curses, but I'm challenging you today to acknowledge yours. What are some of your generational curses? Talk to some old heads in your family. Auntie, uncle, cousin. Yo, what are some generational curses? I got a generational curse on my dad's side of the family. We don't deal with each other like that. And it was literally, this is the funny thing. It was literally passed down to me from my dad. Like, I lived in Philly from 97 to 2003. Shout out to my cousin Juanita. My cousin Chaz, I saw her once the whole time I was there. My cousin Juanita is probably the cousin I spent the most time with. Um, my other cousins, I saw maybe once or twice. My dad really only dealt with his brother Clarence. I went to New York to see my Uncle Ruben. God bless his soul. I saw him. I remember seeing him once when I was a child. But they, that side of the family just never got down with each other. And I have no idea why. Like, I don't have any beef with nobody. I don't have nothing negative to say about none of that side of the family. Nothing. Like, I love y'all. Like, I have no problem with y'all, but I was just never exposed to y'all. There were no cookouts, no family reunions like that. We gathered at Uncle Clarence's house every now and again. But, we like, my mom's side of the family was the opposite. We spent almost every summer together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like, all the time. We still have a different set of issues, but we communicate. We know one another. We got stories to tell. That side of the family, I'd have none of that. Um, I talk now I talk to my cousin Chaz more than I ever had, and I'm not upset, but it sucks because she's like the big sister I'd never had, but I always wanted. Like she gets me, we laugh, we joke, we have fun on the phone, and I love her insight and I love the way that she thinks. And she's kind of quirky and nerdy, just like me. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's good to know that I'm literally because sometimes I feel like I'm the only one in the family the way that's the way that I am. But now that I see, I got some things in common with my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. But that's another generational curse, just lack of communication and dealing with one another. So, all right, I'm going to wrap it up here. Yeah, just um, acknowledge those generational curses, y'all, whatever they may be. Acknowledge them and figure out how you want to deal with them, especially if they're holding you back. Let me holler at my brothers. And I hit the wrong button. Who's the board operator? And that's, where's my, oh.
black brothers, black brothers, black brothers. This is simple this week, man. I'm charging you. I'm charging you, right? If you're listening to this, reach out to someone in your family. Older. I want you to reach out to somebody older and somebody younger than you and somebody the same age as you. And ask them if you believe or think that the family has any generational curses. And I want you to ask them why you, they think it hasn't been addressed. And I want you to pick some or pick one or pick all and start addressing some of these generational curses. That's it. Talk to an old head in the family. Talk to somebody the same age as you. Talk to somebody younger than you. Ask them if you believe, if they believe your family has generational curses. Excuse me. And say to yourself or ask them how you think we can resolve this and actually work on resolving it. We can't keep sweeping stuff under the rug. And what what also happens is, uh, I should have said this when I was talking about it. We're making our families smaller. What do you mean, Rob? A lot of generational curse stuff ends up cutting family members off. And you're like, I'll just go start my own family. But now your kids don't have parts of their family. And you can be okay like that. Not going to lie. But I would at least attempt to address it or fix it first. Now, I know some people you just can't talk to. Some people want to live there and stay there. And it is not your job to make somebody do anything. It is not your job. Okay? But I would say at least make the attempt before just saying, you know what, forget you. I'm cutting you off. But if you've made strides and efforts and attempts and that person's not trying to meet you halfway, then... You got to do what you got to do. As we say in the black community, I can love you from a distance. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I love you. I promise you, I love y'all, man. This is my therapy. This is my love. This is my heart. This is just... Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is a lot of things for me, man. And I love it. I love the feedback. I love the support. I love the topics. I just love being able to talk to y'all about these things. And I love sharing my experiences. And I love promoting positivity. Um, I think I'm, I'm in a place now to where I can start having guests again. I'm a little bit more settled. Um, I did land a part-time job. I'm speaking it into existence. So, yeah, we're going to roll. We're going to rock, man. And y'all continue to promote positivity, man. Watch those opinions that you are letting into your life. Acknowledge those generational curses. And figure out how you can break them. Talk to some people in your family. Some people going to be with it. Some people not going to be with it. But you, we, what, we not, what we not doing, we not suppressing ourselves for anybody else. We're not suppressing ourselves for anybody else. We're not shrinking ourselves for anybody else. You are capable. You are able to do it without them. And I'm not saying say F y'all and cut everybody off, but you do not have to suppress yourself and say that to them. I am no longer going to suppress myself to make you feel comfortable. I'm not doing that. I'm not little so-and-so no more. I am grown. I'm out here doing things in life and you want to keep me inside this box. How about you take some time to get to know who I am now if you don't know who I am? Because you treated me like who I used to be, that don't work for me no more. Simple. You can say that, and they're going to feel the way. 
but guess what? You just put the ball in their court. You charge them to do something responsible. How shall, how will they react? All right, y'all. Until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.